You're watching No Go Zone with Henry. You will never be a real woman. You have no womb, you have no ovaries, you have no eggs. You're a homosexual man twisted by drugs and surgery into a crude mockery of nature's perfection. All the validation you get is two-faced and half-hearted. Behind your back, people mock you. Your parents are disgusted and ashamed of you. Your friends laugh at your ghoulish appearance behind closed doors. Men are utterly repulsed by you. Thousands of years of evolution have allowed men to sniff out frauds with incredible efficiency. Even trannies who pass look uncanny and unnatural to a man. Your bone structure is a dead giveaway. And even if you manage to get a drunk guy home with you, he'll turn tail and bolt the second he gets a whiff of your diseased, infected axe wound. You will never be happy. You wrench out a fake smile every single morning and tell yourself it's going to be okay. But deep inside, you feel the depression creeping up like a weed, ready to crush you under the unbearable weight. Eventually, it'll be too much to bear. You'll buy a rope, tie a noose, put it around your neck, and plunge into the cold abyss. Your parents will find you, heartbroken but relieved that they no longer have to live with the unbearable shame and disappointment. They'll bury you with a headstone marked with your birth name, and every passerby for the rest of eternity will know a man is buried there. Your body will decay and go back to the dust, and all that will remain of your legacy is a skeleton that is unmistakably male. This is your fate. This is what you chose. There's no turning back. Thank you, Joe Biden, for that surprisingly coherent uh, and very based message. We appreciate you. Man, what a uh, what a time it is to be alive with these deep fakes, I'll tell you. Did you see, guys, uh, did you see the uh, chat to GPG hack? I was actually going to cover it, uh, one of the latest shows, and we didn't have time to uh, squeeze it in. But uh, I'll do a segment on it. They called the ch- they changed his, like, alter ego or, like, alter into another persona, essentially, right? Uh, Dan, I forget what, it, what the acronym stood for. Uh, but basically, somehow they managed to kind of you know, circumvent the liberal and anti-white bias which has been written into this artificial uh, intelligence, this uh, chat bot, essentially, right? Uh, Some surprising things are coming out of that. Uh, But uh, anyway, (laughs) we'll cover them more in detail another time. Hope you guys are doing well. Thanks so much for uh, joining us here today. Uh, We are doing the uh, third show in the new studio setup here today. Uh, It is uh, starting to feel a little bit, uh, you know, a little bit more comfortable. It's always kind of weird. Everything isn't, you know, not not quite where you used used to it uh, to be and stuff like that. But uh, you know, we're we're warming up. I almost feel a little uh, rusty again after the move. But anyway, thank you for joining us. Uh, Great show lined up today. We're going to talk a little bit about the uh, Peyton Gendron thing. That was kind of a theater, really. I don't know what else to call it, uh, the Buffalo shooter, you know, the white supremacist. Uh, he was uh, crying in the courtroom and kind of backtracking, which is kind of odd in a way if you uh, not only look at his actions, but his manifesto, if he even wrote that. But we'll talk more about that later. Uh, we do have some stuff on the uh, kind of the toxic, um, what do we call it, the toxic assault. It, it, things have been happening in threes lately. You had the balloons, right, being shot down, and then it was like a UFO craze came in the wake of that, uh, which is most likely uh, going to be a fake and gay uh, invasion or some kind of threat, you know. Man, we've talked about that so much over the years, and now it seems to be kind of a slowly materializing. Uh, it was like three things they shot down in a row. Maybe it was even a fourth there. Uh, and then the same thing with these toxic uh, fires and stuff, right? Train derailments was one in Ohio. was another one in Arizona. Uh, I forget what the third one was, but it's kind of weird. When things come in threes like that, you're like, 
I don't know about this. Like the first one, sure, I, you know, that's a one-off, is a coincidence. Second one is like, wait a minute. And then the third one, then uh, I think it was, uh, uh, was it uh, Nature and Race on Twitter, racial consciousness, he said, uh, a third time, then it's an act of war. And that's kind of what it feels like. Got, same thing with the attacks on, you know, the, the food uh, system farms and, uh, you know, food uh, supply uh, factories and things like that that we saw last year. Uh, pretty crazy stuff. All right. Anyway, let's see if we have our uh, shortcuts correct here today. Looks like it. If you want to join in, Super Chats, uh, three ways, centerpreneur.live slash Red Ice TV. You can also do it at Odyssey and on Rumble. I'll keep an eye on that throughout the uh, stream. I think I missed one last stream. I apologize for that. If you're watching, I, I didn't even know where it uh, showed up. I, I checked in post afterwards, but uh, that does happen sometimes. We apologize. We'll try to keep an eye on it. Uh, it's always a lot when you produce and host and uh, think of the next things and, you know, everything everything at once. But that's how it goes sometimes. Uh, Chalky Milk over on uh, Odyssey. I see. Hello, Henrik, executive producer TM swinging by to say hello. Well, hello to you, sir. Thank you for uh, for being here. We appreciate our executive producers. Thank you, boys and girls. All right. So <clears throat> what do we got? We should, uh, well, I can do a little members plug here, too. Check out the latest Red Ice members show. Western Warrior went up uh, late last night, actually. A little bit delayed because, you know, of the move and stuff. So we have some other th- things we got to get in order here at the house. But uh, better late and gay than never, as they say, right? Uh, check out that uh, pretty interesting about St. Patrick's Day. We talked about the uh, Nord Stream 2. Seems to be coming out with uh, Seymour Hirsch, uh, if, you, if you trust him. It's interesting because you have... Uh, but was the other guy, Sachs, I included him in Jeffrey Sachs. He came out and said it was America. Uh, Seymour Hirsch comes out. He says it's America. And when they say America, they mean NATO, right? Like they're, they're the, the co-joint cohort. Uh, and I know some don't like the term, but, you know, the Atlanticists, I guess, right? Uh, or at least those controlling the Atlanticists. That takes it into a different dimension. But you know what I'm saying. They're basically saying uh, this was a gay op. It was an inside job. And uh, I think that's most likely. Even if, even if we don't know 100% how he was actually pulled off. Like, I think the general trends, I'd love to have a detailed, you know, <laughs> confirmed, not just a uh, anonymous source, but like actually people confirming this and actually giving us the details of how they pulled it off. Uh, but until we get that, we have to kind of work uh, work by what's most plausible. Uh, who, who had mo- the most to gain uh, from Nord Stream uh, being blown up and basically connecting, disconnecting, I should say, uh, Europe from uh, Russia when it comes to gas and connecting uh, Europe with America, who who now is the largest LNG uh, consumer uh, on uh, the American markets. So, you know, who cui bono, as they say. All right. Anyway, check out that show. Some good stuff there. W- why don't we begin with this? Check this out. This is <clears throat> this is good stuff here. Wall Street uh, Journal. You might have seen the uh, screenshots of this article flying around. <laughs> this is yeah, Ga- Gabriel T. Rubin, over at the Wall Street Journal, says, to save money, maybe you should skip breakfast. <laughs> now, you can agree with him, uh, but, you know, it's for all the ro- wrong reasons that he's saying this, obviously. Most of the time, I actually do skip breakfast, but not because, like, we can't afford to buy fucking eggs now. <laughs> but it's like, you can do intermittent fasting, which, yes, it's actually good for you. But in this case, it's basically, stop complaining and just shut up and eat one one time less. And again, should should generally Westerners eat less? Yes, probably. But this is not the reason why they're saying this, right? Uh, do you guys see those memes going around with all the egg, uh, like uh, the egg memes, right, of how expensive 
<laughs> so how much money it costs and like you strike gold by having like your own chickens and stuff. Several breakfast staples saw a sharp price increase due to a perfect storm of bad weather and disease outbreaks. Yeah, that's right. Bird flu. We had uh, Tedros warning here. H5N1 they're going out with now. Uh, basically saying it's going to jump to humans. But before that, we got to cull all the chickens out there. We got to we got to keep prices high. Someone said it was a it was a, the fix was in like this was a price rigging by the uh, poultry industry. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised because basically you can produce less and make more money. Uh, it's brilliant. Uh, and of course, who's going to catch them? Right? Who's going to who's going to go after them? They're, they're all uh, they're all in on it at this point. They, they don't want you to eat eggs anyway. They want you to eat uh, soy protein mixed with uh, cricket flour. Anyway, store a perfect storm of bad weather, disease outbreaks, and continued effects from Russia's invasion of Ukraine. That's right. Daily reminder that it's Putin's fault. Uh, your egg prices are uh, are increasing. Uh, egg prices increased 8.5% in January from a month earlier and are up to 70.1% over the past year. The highest annual rate since 1973. And then they go into, yeah, the deadliest uh, influenza outbreak, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you should not uh, afford, you should not be able to afford to eat breakfast. And even if you could, you shouldn't eat eggs. This is what I'm hearing. Uh, talk about elitist attitude. It's unbelievable. And it rem- there's been a number of these types of articles recently. I can just show you like a couple. Uh, maybe it, it will uh, jar your memory. Jog, jog your memory. Is that what you say? <laughs> uh, could being cold actually be good for you? Researchers are exploring the health benefits of literally chilling out. Again, it is true. Yes, it's good to be cold now and then. It actually you know increases circulation stuff. But when they write it, they write it because you can't afford to heat your home. And so the it's this uh, Orwellian, almost like, uh, what, not Pavlovian, that's not right, but yeah, or, Orwellian spin on the language. Well, basically, if we can make you think that the negative thing you're experiencing is actually positive, uh, you will learn to love your uh, servitude and as they take more control of your life. A couple others here. To save democracy, we need a few good dictators. Makes perfect sense, right? <clears throat> Free speech is killing us. <laughs> There's a number of these. Uh, absolutely incredible. And actually, there was another story uh, on Breitbart regarding media outlets, right? And it reminds me of this because, you know, New York Times, Huffington Post, some of these uh, outlets were basically giving the given the highest, highest rating uh, of some kind of a expert ad network that were doing, uh, uh, you know, disinformation uh, review of different sources and stuff like that. Let me read a bit of the story from you. And, and I think there's a different spin you can take on this too. But uh, here's Breitbart here. Ad Network, owned by Microsoft, is using foreign disinformation experts to blacklist conservative media companies. The Global Disinformation Index, or GDI, a foreign think tank headquartered in the United Kingdom released an assessment of American online media designed to blacklist conservative media outlets and choke off their advertising revenue. Now, I have a different spin on this later, but let, I don't want to get ahead of myself here. So let, let's uh, let's read a little bit more. The information is kept on what GDI calls its dynamics, a dynamic exclusion list. Ad networks, including most prominently Xander, which is owned by Microsoft, are now using this list to refuse to allow advertising on conservative media websites. Microsoft has yet to respond to a request for comment regarding Xander's use of the dynamic exclusions list. 
which is censoring conservative outlets. GDI in December released its report that detailed the alleged disinformation risk for the American online media market in partnership with the Global Disinformation Lab, GDIL, a think tank at the University of Texas at Austin that generates policy recommendations and solutions to combat disinformation. Here's one of these groups are going to keep you safe, folks. The GDI report on the American online media landscape reviewed 69 news outlets and listed 10 outlets it found are the most at risk of spreading disinformation and 10 outlets that are the least likely to spread disinformation. We'll, we'll list them here, too. GDI rated conservative sites as having the highest risk for spreading disinformation and liberal websites as the most trusted. Well, naturally, of course. The report found many left-wing outlets that were the least risky, which include, here we go, right? Number one, Huff Huff Poop. (laughs) This is, it's got to be one of the worst outlets, to be honest, when it comes to just blatant uh, ridiculousness, clownishness, uh, and, and fake news. Then, of course, tightly followed by The New York Times, The Washington Post, AP News, NPR, ProPublica, BuzzFeed News, USA Today, Insider, and Wall Street Journal. Here we go. So that we can go back to this one again. Maybe you should skip breakfast. That is completely uh, not misinformation or uh, lacking context of why they are writing that article. GDI labeled NPR, AP News, and The New York Times, and ProPublica as the four minimum risk sites. A report from the Washington Examiner detailed that citing a senior executive, Breitbart News is on the GDI's dynamic exclusion list. But they have uh, they have advertisement, though, right? And this is one of the points, too. The conservative media that they do list is is within the realm of like, you know, the, it's it's within the conservative playpen. These are the these are the conservative outlets that you're allowed to go to. These are the ones that get continued exposure as the dangerous and and uh, you know uh, uh, yeah misinformation filled option that you can go to. I think there's a I think there's a little bit of a Hegelian dialectic going on here. I'd love to see like a third category listed, or or I guess just list them under the uh, the second one. But uh, in contrast, the outlets most at risk of sharing disinformation were right leaning which include, number one, The New York Post, Real Clear Politics, Reason Magazine, The Federalist, and everyone's favorite, The Daily Wire, The Blaze, One American News Network, The American Conservative, Newsmax, and The American Spectator. So as you can see, not really like outlets to kind of really tackle the hard issues. Look, I'm not going to be naive enough to say they should include red eyes on this list, right? But frankly, there's many others, uh, good outlets, professional outlets, outlets to touch on things that uh, some of these outlets never will. Uh, these outlets don't go to the root of the problems that we face. In fact, many of them have taken, I'd say, a kind of a right wing stance or it's kind of wrong too. they've taken a stance where they are willing to point out things such as anti-whiteism or anti-whiteness, whatever you want to call it, anti-white attitudes in media. Not because they are morally concerned with the fact that this is is wrong, right? It's it's wrong to rope up an entire ethnic group into um, or a racial group and blame everybody, or that uh, uh, properties that are ex- associated with a racial group are, for example, those we consider to be bad and so forth, right? The anti-white rhetoric is cr- creating violence. Uh, it's creating people out there basically um, 
a, a kind of a default position of uh, of hatred against white people, and the media is largely responsible for that. They're not uh, necessarily always the root cause of it, but they're the ones exacerbating the problem, right? But these outlets, they expose that because they're more afraid of the reaction to it. In other words, they're more concerned with white people actually developing an identity and and basically being pro-white, which of course we understand doesn't mean you you hate anybody, right? You're pro-European. Some people prefer that term. Uh, people, you know, and I get it. Like you, you know, white is kind of generic or whatever. We were, you know, Europeans. We're multiple different groups inside of the European family and so forth, and that's fine. But everyone knows what you mean when you when you say white. So it's just a, you know, make, keeping it simple, right? Straight to the point kind of thing. But it, it's like. Um, it's like the people that expose CRT now, right? I mean, they, they they can't wait for America to go back to like some pro MLK, who of course was an anti-white uh, communist, you know, infiltrator, uh, working at the behest of uh, of some of the uh, uh, rabbis and and uh, Jewish reformed interest and things like this, right? We've covered that many times too. They want to go back to that era, you know, a. Uh, Christopher Rufo, he he can't wait for everybody to be mixed, you know, mixed out in a hundred years, you know, these kinds of things, and and you know, Carolyn Borosenko, uh, Dave Rubin, right? There's a number of these people, and I'd include you know the Matt Walshes and the Daily Wires in this as well. They are more concerned with white people developing a positive identity than they are a- against the actual you know, immoral crime, if you you can call it that, of actually singling out white people as being the only uh, and singular evil force in the world and and behind all the problems in the world, which, of course, you know, the anti-white left does that. But then the conservative right has picked up some of these talking points to basically be those that soak up the discontent as people begin to look around, normal, regular white people. What the hell is going on? What kind of sick environment is this that, that they're telling my kids that they should be feeling guilt and and ashamed of themselves for being white what the hell is going on and and of course then these outlets they they pick up on that but quickly derail it and say oh no 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 see white identity that's evil you see you should not be allowed uh to organize or take your own side and things like that because they run with the fallacy that this will lead to concentration camps or cattle cars or or you know world wars if white people start taking their own side all of a sudden which of you know it's it's a ridiculous argument but that's nonetheless what they take so they have they, they've become an acceptable counterweight to to anti-white left-wing liberal media and some things they do is fine and it's good but as i said it's it's if you want to understand the real reasons of why the world looks the way it looks uh, you're not going to find it at these outlets right so that's why they're kind of allowed to operate this and and even things like this continue to kind of create a stigma around them in, in a way it's creating more credibility of sorts among conservatives that look oh look at how uh, you know uh, look at how pushed out there look, look at how censored they are and then you look like daily wires promoter they're still on the app store they have their youtube channels like if any of these outlets truly were a threat to the establishment of the system they would be banned like we would uh, like we were and are and so many others right they still have their credit card processors that they're not on any match lists and, and look m- maybe that will come one day and stuff like that and i'm not saying that that should happen but it is kind of an interesting thing is it not that they are are pointed out as being the baddies all the time but then there's like no real consequences <laughs> you know what i mean so anyway it's still sick don't get me wrong all this shit is is ridiculous and it's and it's retarded having these uh, you know misinformation lists and who's credible and who's not but it's very confined you know what i mean it's very 
polarized it's it's very two-sided and it's like a sports team you, you team a team b which which side are you on it's very dialectic or hegelian uh and it's designed that way to a certain extent uh what my point is there are third options uh that takes you through that and takes you through a third way uh, which actually takes us back to normality and us being able to restore the things that have been done to us because that, again that's the other thing these outlets won't uh, tell you they won't actually offer you any kind of solutions of, well, what do we do about this then? If, the, if, if they're trying to replace us and have been replacing us, I've been doing it for decades now in the U.S. since the Hart-Seller Act in many other European countries, similar dates just started happening, 60s, 70s, and then it kicked into high gear in the 90s. Well, how do we restore this then? Obviously, we have to repatriate. This is a crime that's been done against us. But do they talk about these kinds of things? Of course not. And who's been doing? Who's been promoting these things? Who's behind these things? What's their objectives? Right? They will never talk about. That. Oh, look, the liberals are at it again. <laughs> anyway, GDI has not responded to several several requests from Breitbart News for comment about the nature of its dynamic exclusion list and the organizations it partners with, as well as requests to connect with a spokesperson. GDI did not respond to comments requests uh, on December sixteenth, thirteen, blah blah blah. After these many press inquiries, GDI has refused to release its Dynamics exclusion list, despite assertions on its website that it work, its work is guided by neutrality, independence, and transparency. Breitbart, Breitbart is on the list somewhere, but again, GDI refused to disclose the full list. The GDI was funded by Claire Medford a prof- and Professor Daniel Rogers, uh, founded GDI. According to the World Economic Forum, Medford Melford led the transition of the European Council of Foreign Relations to independent status from George Soros Open Society Foundation before her time at GDI. Uh, She was the CEO of the International Business Leaders Forum and Managing Director of MTV Networks, Nordics. Great stuff. And then Rogers, uh, he's the co-founder and executive director of GDI. Before GDI, he founded and led Terbo. Terbium, Terbium, Terbium Labs, Terbium, I guess it is, an information security and a dark web intelligence startup and worked in the American intelligence community. Okay, so, you know, totally not a a gay op here. He's also served as an adjunct professor at New York University and is a fellow at the Truman National Security Project, where Biden National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan is a board member. Sullivan was one of the ringleaders of the Trump-Russia disinformation narrative. And by the way, Seymour Hersh also pointed out that it was Jake Sullivan, together with Secretary of uh, State, right, Anthony Blinken, and absolute uh, lunatic, uh, what's her name again? They were the ringleaders of the, uh, at the best of Biden, of the uh, Nord Stream explosion. What was the other? What's the other one? Fuck the EU. Uh, Victoria Newland. That's right. Victoria Newland. The, they, they, those three people are are pointed out by Seymour Hirsch in the article on Nord Stream that it is on his, that he did on his Substack that these are the ringleaders. So it it's interesting that these kinds of guys they raise their heads in a number of different uh, avenues, should we say, or different? They have their fingers in a number of different pies, and and here Jake Sullivan shows up again. Uh, all right, I think that's enough for that. HuffPost, they go through details. Yeah, HuffPost, GDA says that HuffPost featured fact-checked unbiased content free from sensational text or visuals. <laughs> that is hilarious. Let's, shall we take a look at a couple of, a uh, couple of examples here of, uh, you know, 
magnificent journalism of uh, Huffington Post here. Uh, I pooped in my mother-in-law's bed and other real pooping while dating stories. Yeah. Um, these are the kinds of people that work at Huff Poop. This is James Michael Nichols. He was a Huff Poop writer for uh, many, many years. Here is film together with Desmond is amazing. And I believe, I could be wrong in this, but I believe he had uh, child pornography uh, accusations flying around the guy. Uh, here's a writer at the Huffington Post. Now, th- this article is not by Huffington Post, but it's an article detailing what this professor wrote at the Huffington Post. Having white nuclear family promotes white supremacy, says New York professor. Right? We Lana did a video specifically about this, <laughs> about this woman and how insane she is. I forget her name now, but that, that was a great video. It was, it was hilarious, by the way. But yeah, that's that's the quality, folks. Going back to uh, uh, the source here. According to GDI, HuffPost is featured, fact-based, and unbiased content, free from sensational texts or visual. That's right. Absolutely. 100% correct. Here's another one from Huffington Post. Ethnic minorities deserve safe spaces without white people. There you go. Totally unbiased. <laughs> You can't make it up. The second one that's listed, of course, is New York Times. And, oh, boy, could we go through a barrage of of, uh, accusations against them. But let's just take one. The Housewives of White Supremacy. And we showed the other one, of course, again there. Free speech is killing us, right? (laughs) There's some some fantastic ones uh, from uh, New York Post over the years. Sorry, New York Times over the years. They they actually listed New York Post as being one of the the problematic outlets, right? Uh, But, yes... Back to half poop here. Uh, these types of articles, you know, about like the endless hatred directed against white people is, of course, what is creating uh, an environment of resentment and hatred. And yes, now also violence. And it's women like these writing those kinds of articles that continue to be employed. They're, they're, they're not they're not banned by anybody. They're not on some reputational risk, uh, you, you know, <laughs> lists out there by the banking establishment and the financials. No, they're free to roam however the hell they want. And that tells you something because that's what the establishment wants, right? So speaking about white supremacy, I guess this can lead us into our next topic here, uh, which I thought was very, it's very bizarre and strange. And it usually is with these kinds of mass shooters. It's it's very unusual that we get a kind of very clear-cut case. Here's a person who did something, and in this case, it's something you know outrageous or like things that where you're like he's killing people. Like this will have consequences for his own life, for 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 the rest of his life, is if he's caught and things like that. And you think this would be fairly straightforward, you know? Again, unless of course you, you're dealing with you know, mentally ill people, then then you can have, or, you know, maybe they have multiple personalities or whatever. Maybe they're groomed. There's all these kinds of possibilities, but that's what I'm saying. Usually it comes with a whole baggage of, like, weird things, contradictions, things doesn't make sense. And, and yes, I understand that not in all cases um, that they'll operate on, on, you know, reason and stuff. I mean, they're obviously so desperate and so... I guess outraged about the situation if they're operating operating genuinely about the situation that they're willing to turn to violence as as they see that this is the last resort of 
I guess, being heard or, or making an impact and stuff, right? And, and, and that's more of an indictment of the system that these kids, this young white man grow, grow up in, than it is, in a way, about the act itself. Uh, but again, you would have to, you know, analyze, is he well, well, what's going on, right? But anyway, so the backstory, of course, as you remember, the Tops supermarket in Buffalo, uh, there was a white kid, he filmed himself, he uh, walked in and he shot a bunch of random, what looks like poor black people, right? Old, poor black people in some random quickie mart somewhere. Um, and then, of course, the manifesto came out. And we could show you that real quick, right? Remember this? With a sonorod at the top. You wait for a signal while your people wait for you. Remember those accusations, or more rumors maybe, uh, that he had, he had been in certain Discord servers with, uh, what was it, Sandman, right, was one of them. Uh, people had logged in through his account, 15 different logins or something after it happened. It's a number of these very strange things. Now, I haven't had this 100% confirmed, uh, but I think there is enough, like, smoke there to to uh, indicate something is off, right? But in this, it goes through in a very, very coherent way of sorts, for the most part, not always. Of course, some of the language is, is bizarre and, you know, but it's clear that he's able to communicate a concern here of white replacement, of the evil that's being done to us, of our low birth rates, of the attack on our society. Uh, he talks about powerful individual. He's, he's talking about Jewish influence, Jewish power in the document, and all of these kinds of things, right? And then, of course, the spin then is what's so strange about these things is that then he just goes, as I said, and just randomly kills 10, what I assume is more or less, you know, powerless black people, old people, for the most part. And so now he shows up in court and he's crying and he's regretting these things. And don't you think it's odd after, I'm not sure you read the whole manifesto, but it, what I'm saying is it just makes it feel like it's a total setup in a way. Or that, again, as I said, that he's been groomed, right? You tell me you can, you can understand all these things, most of these things, birth rates, right? If there's one thing that I want you to get from these writings, it's that white birth rates must change. Every day the white, po- and that changes by killing random black people. Every day the white population becomes fewer in number. To maintain a population, the people must achieve a birth rate that reaches replacement fertility levels. In the Western world, that is about 2.06 births per woman. You listen to a Wikipedia thread about this. The only white country that reaches these level, levels is Argentina at 2.247. Both, uh, But not in Europe, not in the rest of the Americas, not in Australia or New Zealand. White people are failing to reproduce, failing to create families, failing to have children. But despite this sub-replacement fertility rate, the population in the West is increasingly rapidly. How is it possible? And then it goes into mass migration and things. But as you can see, it's kind of, it's coherent. It doesn't sound like a crazy person, right? But then his acts are kind of crazy, right? How is this, how is this going to change anything? So let me play let me play a little bit here. Here here's, so here's the Daily Mail piece on this, right? Buffalo supermarket gunman apologizes to victims, uh, families as he's sentenced to life. Judge tells him you'll never see light of day 1 hour after victims relatives lunged at him in court. The family of Cat Massey 72 was speaking when the man lunged at Gendron. Gendron is being sentenced to life in prison today for the May 2022 massacre. The racist 19-year-old murdered 10 black victims in a Tops-friendly market. 
There he is crying. So let's let's play a couple of these videos here. See what you think. Let me see if we can get from pretty early on. I'd uh nope, that's not it. Let me refresh. Sorry, I click in uh, wrong one here. There we go. I'm very sorry for all the pain I forced the victims and their families to suffer through. I'm very sorry for stealing the lives of your loved ones. I cannot express how much I regret all the decisions I made leading up to my actions on May 14th. I did a terrible thing that day. I shot and killed people because they were black. Looking back now, I can't believe I actually did it. I believed what I read online and acted out of hate. I know I can't take it back, but I wish I could. And I don't want anyone to be inspired by me and what I did. A couple of more of these here, but okay, maybe he's just saying this to to get lesser time or something. It's by his attorney. A number of these things, right? But he he seems generally like upset about this, right, or sad that he did this in a way. Which is, which is, which isn't that isn't that odd? Like, how would you, how how can you go and kill people if you're crazy or irrational and then regret it as opposed to then, you know, kind of standing your ground. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Maybe I'm reading too much into this, but it, fe- it felt like such a theater. And I say what I say, I'll say what I said back then as well. It seems that this is one of these, like, it's a construction to get, and it's not about the kid. It's about these ideas that he wrote about. It's about criminalizing them essentially it's it's to take rational arguments that people can have without killing other people because of that of of white replacement mass immigration open borders refugee resettlement organizations uh you know and on and on and on it's to criminalize those ideas and that's what i still feel when i'm watching this and it almost feels like he was used right and then you have the strange story of the uk kid who him have been jailed for 11 years because he made videos and wrote things online that apparently inspired him, which which is crazy, right? That now you're crossing a barrier where, where it's like, you if you say something that someone else acts on, and, and even if it, may, look, maybe the language was, I don't know, hyperbolic or something, I haven't, I haven't read all of this or whatever, but, it, but it's this idea like, he he's in the UK. This kid, like, it's not that he can command someone. Like, I ordered you to go and murder these people. You know, whatever. He's writing ideas and thoughts, and then someone else's acts on them. Uh, but then again, that's to criminalize the opinions, right? All right. Let, let's. Uh, so, so uh, yeah. So there was a drama, and it felt kind of weird. Like the, it was kind of they were allowed to 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 do this. Let's play this video here next allowed to kind of lunge at him in the courtroom in a way or, or stand up there and like argue like if you're standing in front of the podium and you say something like i understand that but this was like everyone was standing back and like it's it's weird i don't know Let, let's see what you think let's let's play this here that ain't fair you're gonna come to our city and decide you don't like black people man you don't know a damn thing about black people we're human we like our kids to go to good schools we love our kids 
before that, I, I don't know, it's just... She's not at the podium. Why are the cops kind of standing back? I don't know. It just feels weird. I'm not saying the whole, the whole setup, it's all theater, but <laughs> I don't know. It feels a little very hands-off, you know what I mean? Which is usually not the case in a courtroom. Like, if you start kind of, you know, yelling, you know, at someone like this, it's like, okay, you know, order in the courtroom, calm down kind of thing. You know, have, have your say, right? It, what I'm saying is they wanted this to be emotional. That's what it felt like. And they allowed it to be emotional. Again, to, to criminalize... The ideas that are completely reasonable and rational, rational, some of them, uh, that he wrote about in order to demonize them and in order to justify a complete blanket censorship of these kinds of ideas on the internet or criminalize them, for example, right? You're going to come to our city and decide you don't like black people. Man, you don't know damn thing. If you... Exactly. She said, we're human too. We want our kids to go to good schools. And it's like, if you think that there is low birth rates among whites, you don't think blacks are humans, you know, or like you want to murder people, you know what I mean? That's, it, it's so easy to make these kinds of, you know, leaps and, and you, know, you know, connections or whatever. Anyway, so that happened. They lunged uh, at him and then it was a number of people. It was, you know, it was, it was sermons, you know, over this. And, and look, I understand these are people that have been murdered. So that's obviously, I'm not saying, oh, they can't feel anything, but, but if it was like theater, right? Here's uh, here's the next clip. Let's play this here. Mr. Gendron, please stand. There is no place for you or your ignorant, hateful, and evil ideologies in a civilized society. There it is. <clears throat> That's it. That's the soundbite right there. Go through the manifesto, read some of the things. That's the indictment. It's an indictment against some of the things that he ended. This will be cherry picked by the media, by the press. If you reiterate anything that he happens to say as well, then well, this is this could turn to violence at any moment and influence people. Right? It's it's they're, they're using these cases as a way to cripple uh, legitimate criticism of the crimes that are being done towards us as Europeans. Let's keep listening. There can be no mercy for you, no understanding, no second chances. See, no under, no understanding, no second chances. And again, she's if she was talking about his actions, I would have, you know, I would have understood it more. But now it's like, but 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 she brings in his ideology, which means his writings, which means his manifesto. See how this? See how they do this? you have caused is too great and the people you have hurt are too valuable to this community you will never see the light of day as a free man ever again it is the judgment of this court for your conviction under the first count of the indictment a domestic act of terrorism motivated by hate in the first degree an A1 felony, that you be sentenced to life imprisonment without parole. I am imposing a sentence of life imprisonment without parole. Under the fifth count of the indictment, murder in the first degree, for the murder of 86-year-old Ruth Whitfield, a daughter 
sister, wife, mother, and grandmother, a dedicated caretaker, an avid fisherwoman, and a valued member of her church community. I am imposing a sentence of life imprisonment without parole. Under the sixth count, I direct this sentence to run consecutively to all other sentences imposed. I am assessing the mandatory surcharge of $300, the crime victim assistance fee of $25, and a DNA fee of $50. You have 30 days to appeal the sentence of this court. Yeah, fisherwoman. Do they have, what, what is that? A fisherwoman? Buffalo? Do they have fishing industry there? What is that? This concludes these proceedings, and the court will stand in recess. All right. Anyway, yeah, someone was asking in chat. Yeah, this is Peyton Gendron. He shot uh, 10 black people in Buffalo after he had a long manifesto that was released on the Internet about white birth rates and replacement and, uh, you know, who's doing this to us and uh, power and control and stuff like that. Uh, and, and again, my point is uh, his actions uh, doesn't make sense with some of his writing. I, again, I'm, I can't defend you know all of it, but I'm saying there's some just normal reasonable ideas in there and uh, which you know i think they won't have associated with with violence and terrorism so that they will you know shut down uh european people's and and white people's ability uh to criticize the uh the things are being done towards us essentially that's what i think it is so i i thought it was very strange very theatrical and i know in some cases it is but i'm saying everything is politicized everything is politics everything is being used to drive you know used to drive this narrative and of course it it gets even more fishy if this kid was groomed in some way, which of course is not a uh, completely unreasonable, th- these things happen. We've talked about it many times. Uh, there's discussions on mainstream media about how we we need to groom, uh, you know, kids. Uh, and and no, not that way. They they do that too. But you know, what I'm saying. Uh, let me see if I can find that clip. Classic. It's actually listed on the FBI. An ex FBI agent. I played it a couple of times, but it's very very telling. Uh, we need to set up white men in sting operations and entrapments. Uh, this is MSNBC. Check this out here. You know, when, you, when, you, when you're looking at ISIS or you're looking at radical Islam, Islamic terrorism, I covered a number of stories where the FBI would track young kids and or, or young men and they would talk to them online and say, you know, here's how you build a bomb or here's where you get your bomb making materials. And they tracked that person as that person radicalized and then arrested them before they could do anything bad. Why is the same not being done for for white extremists or, or is the same being done? We just don't know about it. No, it's time. It's time to seriously ask that question and to wrestle with it because politics does enter in. And as you said, as soon as you mention even the need for a domestic terrorism statute, right, that addresses this, you'll hear people start screaming. This is the thought police. You're trying to suppress thought. My answer to that is we don't. This is not about thought. This is about verbalizing an intention to commit violence. That's what we're talking about. And when you have that going on in droves online, it's time to hit it 
head on and do See? it in partnership between law enforcement and providers. And if we don't get out in front of it, it'll just keep happening because the president represents a bully pulpit where there's fresh daily content of radicalization. The same goes for a state subsidized news network that refuses to denounce this kind of thing. Yeah. It, radical Islamists would, would give their right arm to have that kind of fresh daily content go. <laughs> anyway, you can differentiate, right? Which they don't do intentionally. They intentionally conflate these issues uh, and draw a you know line between you saying something which they don't like and uh, violence for you know racial or political purposes. Uh, and of course, they do this. They underline these kinds of things, which is creating hatred and violence all the time. Uh, but that's fine. You see, they can do it. And why? Well, because they have the power. They they are the ones running the show right now, and that's why we can just fight back verbally while they can actually do entrapment operations and putting people in jail for saying the wrong thing, essentially. Uh, reminded me of this, too. Uh, kind of interesting little connection there, but uh, Buffalo shooters' weapons covered in white supremacist messaging. Remember this? And, of course, they have the Sonorod and stuff like that, Gendron, uh, who were a Sonorod, a symbol appropriated by the Nazi party and widely used by modern white supremacists, mimic a tactic used by white supremacist Brenton Tarrant. Scrawling white supremacist symbols, messages, and phrases on his weapons. Some of these messages were written on the weapons were the same symbols used by Tarrant who murdered 51 people in March, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, they go through this and all the sources and blah, blah, blah. Oh, this is dangerous. Uh, and then, of course, at the meantime, ADL, Greenblatt, and these people, uh, they totally look the other way for when it comes to, again, I, people want to wear a sunrise. They should be able to do that, whether that's, uh, in Europe, in America, in, in Ukraine, wherever. So I'm not coming down on the use of the symbol. I'm just saying, look, it's an ancient old European symbol. It's one of the oldest ones in the record that we've found, stylized different types of sun wheels and things like this, right? But anyway, so this is very important. They need to steal our symbols from us. They need to steal our ancient um, heritage, essentially, and remove that or our ability to connect with those kinds of things. Um, so th there's a lot more going on there, but it was fascinating that when it comes to Ukraine and, you know, Azov Battalion and them using these kinds of things, remember we've covered this and it's kind of hilarious to see how, how the Western media, uh, you know, bow and contort to, to make excuses for it in Ukraine. And again, I'm not coming down on them wearing this in Ukraine. Don't, don't misunderstand me. That's too, I, I don't have anything against that. That's fine. You know what I mean? Um, but why is it that they look the other way for that? Right. ADL defends Ukraine's neo-Nazis. They don't attack Jews or Jewish institutions. Remember this, this article? The Anti-Defamation League, the leading pro-Israeli lobby group in America, published a Q&A defending Ukraine's Azov, they call neo-Nazis, they say here in the article, and those kinds of groups on the grounds that they don't, quote, attack Jews or Jewish institutions. In an article titled, why is Putin calling the Ukrainian government a bunch of Nazis? The ADL interviewed David Fishman, professor of Jewish history at the Jewish Theological Seminary, to explain why Ukraine's neo-Nazis aren't so bad. <laughs> it's isn't it fascinating, right? You had those, uh, uh, what was it, the, uh, was it NATO or... Now it was like Getty Images or something that had like took photos of, of you know, Ukrainian uh, army personnel and they had the Sonorad on there and stuff like that. No, these people, th as long as they can use them in their war against Russia in this case, then they're fine. 
right? That you you can have hardcore nationalism. You can even have national socialist groups, and they will arm them, give them weapons, do all these kinds of things. But if and when their time is is up as being used as pawns, as they are in Ukraine right now, uh, they will uh, ban those things, and they will move on, and they that will be that, essentially, right? They, they will come down on them and crush them like nothing else. Uh, you know, let's see what happens, but uh, it depends on the outcome of the war, right? In some cases... They benefit from having hardcore nationalism, right? While they're putting it down vehemently. Now the Western countries, we can't have it. We can't have uh, ancient European symbols, right? This is this is bad. All right, so uh, check out this as an update on uh, Madison Brooks. We we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, and we mentioned the fact. This is you know speaking of uh, anti-white hatred and these kinds of things and the environment that's spreading. Uh, suspect in LSU student Madison Brooks alleged rape uh, case arrested again accused of third sex crime so again <clears throat> it lo- it looks like we we knew we know now know uh, what happened here now she ended up dying right she actually uh, uh, was dri- she was run over by a car um, says her Jones and Washington allegedly drove her from the bar to Jones's home where both men allegedly sexually assaulted her and force-fed her alcohol when she asked for water. Yeah. There's a story, right? Oh, my God. There's some other ones here, too, of just the, the rise of this, right? All these videos have we see have consequences. Ethnic European children deserve better. Adriana Kush, we talked about that in the Member show, the Western Warrior, lost hope because she lives in a hopeless society that is deracinated and explicitly against her and other white people. We don't have to live this way. And there's been a wave of anti-white violence, especially against girls, white girls recently. Um, horrible stuff. Let's check out the video here that they, uh, uh, the anti-white watch include in this tweet here. Wait, 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 wait,
My children are now in private school in Arthritis. We have specifically moved into phased out of LCPS due to the swift and uncompromising political agenda of Superintendents Williams, Ziegler, and the school board that have forced upon us. First, it was in early spring of 2020 when my six-year-old somberly came to me and asked me if she was born evil because she was a white person, something she learned in a history lesson at school. Oh, let me play. Oh, it uh, cuts off right there. Okay. This is the black screen at the end there. Uh, back to Huffington Post. Ethnic minorities deserve safe spaces without white people. And then, of course, you get the conservatives who are like, the worst crime would be to segregate. <laughs> See how this round and round we go. It's like, maybe it's time we segregate, self-segregate. If these people hate us, uh, why should we live like this? Right? Why? An article after article, white people's fault. Remember the uh, Jane, F- we played it on Friday, right? The Jane Fonda clip of like, it's racism's fault, right? That we, we, uh, the, the, what, essentially it's saying what, it's white people's fault that like toxic chemicals is being dumped. Remember the clip? Let's, uh, oh, do I have the full one? Oh, yeah, here, here it is. Check out this. This is the, the full uh, clip here. L- listen to this. It's just one little clip, but it's just endless things like this that's being accepted in the media. It's not being questioned. It's being encouraged. It's even being, uh, you know, they they look the other way. Check this out here. It was learning about the Vietnam War. And and when I really understood what that was about, I could not. I couldn't do anything except try to join the movement and stop it. And that was where it started, because you're pretty active, even after that. Well, you know, you can take anything, sexism, racism, misogyny, homophobia, whatever, the war, and if you really get into it and study it and learn about it and the history of it and everything's connected, there'd be no... We can take anything that we don't like and just jumble it into the same garbled nonsense Gordian knot of... This is racism and white supremacy. Wait for it. Climate crisis if it wasn't for racism. There would be no climate crisis if it wasn't for racism. See see, see what I'm talking about here? That at every turn, and of course, as we know, because it's only white people can be racist. Racism is white people. White people, you know, ca- capitalism or whatever the hell it is, you know, civilization. And that's, that, and that's dumping toxic chemicals on, on brown people. How, how do you think these kids are grow, growing up? When they hear this day in and day out, white people's fault, white people are doing this, well, that creates the hostile and violent environment that we just saw a couple of samples of in that clip. You can take anything, sexism, racism, misogyny, homophobia, whatever, the war, and if you really get into it and study it and learn about it and the history of it and the, everything's connected. There'd be no climate crisis if it wasn't for racism. How do you how do you get to that? Tell me. Where would they put the <laughs> Where would they put the poison and the pollution? They're not going to put it in Bel Air. They've got to find some place where poor people or indigenous people or people of color are living. Put it there. They can't fight back. And that's why a big part of the climate movement now has to do with climate justice. You get it. Again, just one tiny little exit, and this is a barrage. It's endless. It's just a, a flood 
of this kind of stuff, right? And it's like, oh, she mentioned poor people. Yeah, okay, sure. But these people will never stand up for, for poor white people. We, we know what she means. She's, it's racism. It's racism. It's white people's fault uh, that there's uh, toxic chemicals being dumped on minorities and indigenous people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that, and the media that is underwriting this shitty message are the ones responsible for the violence they were seeing and the tick up in violence. And in some cases, like, sure, you get a pen, pen, uh, you know, Peyton Gendron, like we saw occasionally. It, it happens, right? And I'm not saying that they're all false flags or inside jobs. Unfortunately, I think we're living in an era where. The, the desperation that some of these people feel is is at, at the frustration the the and I'm not saying it's making it right, but I'm just saying it's at a such a desperate level that these kids are willing to to essentially risk the rest of their lives by being caught or being killed or murdered or being in prison for the rest of their lives just to try to fight back in some way. And it's and yes, it's misdirected and and it, I mean it's going to be, it get gets worse for us, right? Um. Anyway, you, you see, what I'm saying you get worse for people that advocate for the things of like how we actually fix this and turn this around. Uh, it's not going to help anybody to run in and shoot random poor black people in some quickie mart somewhere. You, you see what I'm saying, right? But anyway, uh, so there are a couple of tweets here. Let me go back. Where are we here? Um. Yeah, it was this tweet that that video was linked up to, and we we covered this. Adriana Kush. Uh, her being bullied and stuff. Her dad said, oh, it's not about race. But if you look at the footage, clearly not maybe 100% of the girls picking on her were uh, non-white. But it could have been one white girl there, whatever. But most of them were non-white at the school that she was picked on. And uh, she killed herself, right? So it's another sacrifice, essentially. It's another not a victim uh, in this horrible, abusive, anti-white environment. Ricardo Duchesne said, uh, black girls bidding on white girls is spreading across the West, fueled by anti-white curriculum. Blacks who hate their whiteness and soft hair and by the complete silence from conservative grifters like Jordan Peterson, who prefer to cry and call for an invasion of Iran. Absolutely correct, uh, Ricardo. I mean, you back to the outlets. We talked about that before. You'll, you'll never hear it from these so-called baddies, right? Well, what, you know, I mean, we're being attacked. Our children are being murdered. Or we're, we're, you know, the the, the worst. The other side. Uh, I, I didn't finish that thought. Yes, you get a Peyton Gendron occasionally. That does happen, and some of them I think could be maybe you know genuine. You something or like actual authentic, but many of them are probably groomed. Like if you, if you don't have the crime, you create it. That's how these intelligence services operate. In many in regards, they do sting operations stuff like that. But otherwise, beyond that. The worst they have is like a Karen calling, uh, you know, calling the cops on a black person, right? These are the huge moments of like, oh, my God, look at the racial hatred here. While, of course, the video that we saw uh, on a daily occurrence, it's uh, white young children uh, and teenagers and young adults that are being uh, attacked by mobs of anti-white people who think and programmed partially by the media and the establishment and culture and education and academia that it's white people's fault that your life suck. It's misdirected and approved, sanctioned by the state and the apparatus and establishment hatred against white children. That's what happens. And the point is then, well, what do you do? We have to create a parallel society where we can live in peace, 
We have to segregate. It doesn't mean we have you have to force anybody to do anything, but there is a healthy level of self-segregation. And again, if we're so awful, why do they want to live? Why do they have to have proximity to us, right? So that's what you never get from these conservative uh, outlets. And, and re- as Ricardo Duchesne said, from the, the Jordan Petersons, who just instead meeting up with Netanyahu and like following now the, the Zionist like uh, uh, warmongering line, as opposed to actually offering some kind of solutions to the problems that we face in a degrading and, and, and a West that, that now is in total decay. Oh, no, no, it's, it's individualism. That's the greatest thing. We can be individuals, you see, we can... <laughs> you get the same shit from these people. Oh, it's no, 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 no. We can't have white ideas. Oh, no, no, no. We just need to go back to worshiping communist infiltrator MLK. Okay, we will. We all mix out. There won't be any racial problems. That's that's the conservative voice now. That's what it's come down to, and that's what that's what you get from 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 this opposition, the baddie conservative media, right? And our argument is. Let's create an environment which is peaceful, where we can live in peace. Uh, I don't know, I have a crazy idea. Let's have different countries, and then we can live in our countries, and then they can live in their countries. How about that? Is that that's a, I don't know, it's a radical idea. I don't know if we can ever pull it off, but it's true. Yeah, here's another one. We don't have to look at all these. I, usually I don't watch these. As I said, there's these daily occurrences. I mean, multiple times a day you can watch these things, right? But going back to Madison Burke's there too, maybe she shouldn't have hung out with these people. It can be a basic understanding that like we are different. It doesn't mean that I think we're superior or it doesn't mean I hate them. These are different people. They act differently. They have different temperament for the most part on average, right? There's always um, always, always those the break the, the, the median or break the, ro- the, the average and things like that, right? Sure. But it's this. Oh, look at this! Look at this cool-based black guy, and it's like I, I don't, and I don't have a problem with him. I don't hate anybody because they're a different race from me, or, or whatever, right? But then the conservatives say, "Well, well, well, that proves it." Then see, that's why we have to mix out. <laughs> that's why that. There you go. That settles it. I found the one cool-based ba- black guy, or you know, the, the 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 tenth one over the last decade here. That's cool. So therefore, uh, let's uh, let, let's just. Uh, Let's just ensure that MLK's vision comes uh, comes to to fruition, right? They basically want the left to stop noticing race, and and they have like a why can't we all get along kind of view. And the point is, it's like after the hatred that is whipped up against white people, you're not going to be able to pull that off. And then on top of that, you recognize racial differences. You're different, different, you know. As I said, temperaments, different behavioral patterns, different IQ, diff- all these different things, right? And if you believe in a singular God or nature or gods or creators or whatever you th- believe in, where we found ourselves, where we have woken up, where, where mankind has discovered its own consciousness and realizing that we're self-aware, we f- have found ourselves in a situation where we realize we're basically divided, right? Again, doesn't mean we have to hate each other. We can trade with each other. We can be friends. We can go to each other's countries if we want to. That's fine. But we don't have to mix out and live together and and live in an environment where everyone ends up hating each other and everything becomes about race it's exhausting it's 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 all so tiresome that's the, that's a, the chinese guy in africa says right and this was a, it was a i thought this was kind of funny and entertaining but it underlines an important 
message as well over at Uns. Absent Black Fathers Found. Let me read this one to you. This is, you know, going back to this kind of thing, right? The lesson. Absent fathers, we're told, are the reason black youngsters running the streets and wreak havoc. Hard-pressed black single mothers, were also told, toil at two or even three jobs and arrive home too weary to notice the kids are not snug in bed with their glocks tucked in under their little pillows. The village, which it takes to raise a child, doesn't seem to want the job. During back, uh, <laughs> bring back black dads, we're told, however... Uh, Entities for black men to forgo swaggering pleasure-seeking and return to parenting have not been successful. Given those sad realities, it's perplexing that television commercials are swamped with dotting black fathers. The portrayals are laughable. A black man passing a sanitizing wipe over a countertop with near-sensual enjoyment. Black men cooking and doing laundry. What men of any color identify with TV ad dads who spend their days pondering fabric softeners and Swiffer mops. In virtually every case, the black TV ad dads are in interracial relationships with attractive white women. Apparently, modeling agencies are also well-stocked with biracial children to portray TV ad kiddies. The home of the black TV ad families are upscale and immaculately maintained. What else would we expect from black stay-at-home TV ad dads? Apparently, white females have high-paying jobs and can return from work to find the laundry folded, carpets vacuumed, dinner ready, and the well-mannered children gathering for family time thanks to highly efficient black men. Do two W-2s make a W-4? Are you kidding? Hi, I'm April. I'm here to help. I know tax season can be a little messy. That's where filing with Tax Act can make all the difference. And with Tax Act, you get your maximum refund. Oh, looks like you're really cleaned up. Switch to Tax Act and start for free. That is hilarious, is it not? All right, let's keep reading here. Why... Why the tax act? <laughs> Why has American advertising overwhelmingly chosen mostly melanin merchandising? Great lines in this piece here. The old business model of selling products to generate profits for stockholders is no more. That's right. It's ESGs now, baby. Instead, there are stakeholders. That's right. Klaus Schwab's stakeholder capitalism. You want to know why it's turning in this way? That that's part of that. The that corporate philosophy. Profits, it's demogra- It's over. That that that, that the headcount type of cap, just more meat. With that's over. That era is that GDP generating more meat. You know, slug uh, people environment system. I guess is over. So they've they've turned to something. Else. Let's use capitalism, the financial market, and bring it into a completely new stakeholder type of system. Right, where we can sell uh, our are gay, liberal, anti-white ideas on people. Instead, there are stakeholders who may be employees, suppliers, customers, or anyone with an interest in what the company is doing, previously known as monkey wrenches. Appeasement of stakeholders has replaced financial obligations to stockholders. Over at the TV at the ad council, 
which is a font of woke advertising, we learn of, quote, purpose-driven marketing, unquote, which leads to, quote, creating authentic connection based on shared values, unquote. That is, wrap products and services in virtue signaling. Remember, stakeholders, your enlightened choice of stain remover can save the planet. That's right. So how many stakeholders does it take to change a light bulb or flip visual representations of America from white to black? The woke pendulum is often swung by small groups, even individuals. A Twitter post with a few likes can doom a career. One malcontent student can cancel a professor, given what is likely to have been little public support for the color shift in commercials. It's also likely that unintended consequences were given no thought whatsoever. Certainly, the potential effect on the white TV viewer was ignored. With the exception of some whites who are willfully blind to black pathology, many whites understand the fantastically bogus depictions of blacks just uh, as just like whites, capable of operating the systems whites have built and, in fact, more worthy of inhabiting, inhabiting our homes, families, businesses, and activities. Beautiful technique. Before long, you'll make something he can actually wear in public. A little goodness is the beginning of greatness. Whole nuts, real fruit with dark chocolate. Introducing goodness knows. There you go. There, there, there it is. Summarized right there. These social justice squatters. Again, great lines in this uh, piece here. Puttering around the house using products that corporations don't really imagine that we will buy are meant as a counterweight to the nearly daily surveillance videos of young thugs robbing, assaulting, carjacking, and spraying streets with gunfire. Pay no attention to hoodlums with arms full of loot. Instead, contemplate this black pitchman outsmarting dumb white people. Does anyone actually buy this nonsense? Sadly, some do. It's not unusual to see white women navigating grocery stores with EBT cards in hand, followed by mixed-race children with uh, green eyes and weird blonde hair. That highly efficient black man, who was going to be an ideal partner, was not as advertised. He became just another absent father. The marketing of black men to white women in advertising is egregious. It's not just the endless news stories about white women murdered by jilted black boyfriends, biracial children routinely expressing discomforts with bifurcated cultural ancestry. That's true. There are also genetic consequences of incompatible biracial couplings. Pairing black men with white women to sell soap could have other consequences. Throughout history, the capture and enslavement of women by conquerors was one of the greatest humiliations for the vanquished. Does that ancient, hardwired anger wrapped in kumbaya and DEI, diversity, equity and inclusion drivel, lie slumbering? Will white men remain supine while their replacement in TV land prefigures their demographic replacement in the real world? How do black women feel? They already hate the beauty of white women and spend a fortune on makeup, fake hair, trying, uh, fake hair trying to look like the people they think they despise. When they are condemned to spinsterhood by the absence of eligible black mates, they must detest the pimping of black men to white women, which is so rampant in advertisement. 
Finally, the cruel video hoax falls harshly on the most susceptible ghetto residents, black children, who have no fathers in the home, no adult supervision, no structure in their lives, none of the tools of Western education, only unfocused raged. Very good point. And then add to that the and this is the point he's making here in the article, but like the, the barrage of anti-white hatred blanketed in the media. If you if you for whatever reason have any problems, right? It's because of white people. Let's check out the next commercial that links up here. What was that? Did we put away all the food? Define all. <laughs> Such majestic creatures. There we go, another TV ad dad. As the dumb white people here too, I assume. Alright. Imagine what the feral children of blighted neighborhoods eating craps ground from food desert desserts think of the well-clothed, well-fed biracial children in the TV ads. Imagine what they think of the nice homes, gleaming cars, tidy communities, the graceful TV commercial, abundance, and especially those wise, loving, present fathers. Raised in circumstances where absence defines everything in their lives, such children have only animal instinct. To see is to want. To want is to take. By any means necessary, they are unable to grasp grasp the manipulations at work in the false portrayals of TV commercials. They don't understand these skin color canards or how corporations hope to stave off predatory DEI demands. I can hear the ad manager now. We are maxed out on diversity administrators, but we just hired another black faux father and three biracial kids for super crispy, hot and cheesy French fries campaign. The dangers of advertising's lockstep lunacy are frightening. Race relations are like a tinderbox. The conversation about race that we are told ad nauseum we are supposed to have never happens because one side is excluded is excused from hard truths, exacerbating these festering discontents with fabricated reality is indecent. Whom do we complain to? Boycotting individual products is impossible. Most melanin marketing is so pervasive it blankets virtually all products. Ostensibly, the advertising industry is covered by the Federal Trade Commission. Good luck getting any federal leviathan to address a nuanced issue. So, we can only hope that Go Woke, Go Broke will sort out the DEI absurdity before we sort it out ourselves. Fantastic. Great piece. And here's, uh, let me play the last... uh, Uh, commercial to underline uh, this mythology here. Jamie, who do you prefer? Mommy or chips? Mommy or chips? Mommy or chips? Mommy or chips? There you go, guys. Thanks, Dad. Or chips? I love... Chips. 
old favourites, but for a new generation. Strong roots, simple, real food. All right. There we go. Have you had enough of that? <clears throat> All right. Um, Jay Dog Pitler says, uh, here's a thread on Gab that shows 110 interracial relationships between white women and colored men ending in domestic violence, disfigurement, murder or slaughter of an entire family. I'd appreciate if you would shield this. Thank you, sir. Let me uh, click in on your chat there so we can get the link. Oh, it's a tiny URL. You got it. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, J-Dog Pitler. Is it Pitler? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Let me add that in and we'll show that. Uh, Where are we here? Ah, there we go. All right, let's paste that in and see if we can. Oh, wrong. (laughs) wrong keyboard. Bear with me here. Where do you go? There you go. Let's try that again. Doing this on the fly here. Man, I need a way to send a link real quick to the other uh, the, the other computer. No, that didn't work. Why can't I copy that from the chat? Holy smokes. That's too bad. That sucks. Yeah, it's like it doesn't, doesn't work. Huh. All right, let's cap, copy your whole chat message. Maybe I can get that done. All right, anyway. Sorry, boys and girls. Uh, oh, dead air here. Yeah, it doesn't work at all. Oh, it's white. That's why. Okay. All right. I got it there. I got it. Cool. Uh, all right. Let me do these two as well. Uh, Lycan Warrior says, uh, Disney Plus Proud Family Kids series pushed reparations. Claims U.S. was founded on white supremacy. <clears throat> of course. Of course they did. Why am I not surprised? Proud Family Kids series pushes reparations. Uh, do we have a clip? Yes. Let's play that while I pull out the link there. it okay <laughs> yeah that looks that looks fantastic is that that's just what we need more of that kind of shit oh man yeah i hope it's true that go go uh, woke go broke but it's not that's the thing because as we said it the the profit driven um uh, model is basically over right that's basically what it is it's uh, a new way they'll print the money and they'll go down the direction that they have to and what do we do we create parallel institutions Parallel structures, parallel society, parallel networks, parallel businesses, and yes, eventually parallel governments if we have to, or whatever. <laughs> I mean, or any system that that can oversee and organize things that we need in order to 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 live uh, and live well. By the way, too. All right, so check out this thread here from uh, J Dog Pitler. Uh, you can follow him over at uh, Gab at J Dog Pitler. Uh, a thread showing 110 exhibits, as you said, uh, of uh, uh, the. Uh, I guess TV ad dads gone wrong, I guess. Let's, let's term it that way. Thank you for the link. Appreciate that. Uh, I'll check that out more in detail later. Black Phillips says, uh, Henrik, one of your old mods had such a great video on the race mixing in ads like four years ago. The short 
of it is three of the big four advertising edges are kosher every single time. Uh, one of the older mods, such a great video. Was that in, uh, do you know what that link was? Was it like in a recent show? Uh, anyway, s- send me an email if you know that link, Black Philip. I appreciate that. But thank you. Yeah, that's that's cool. Uh, awesome. Appreciate you guys sharing stuff as well. You can always send it to uh, redeyes at protonmail.com if you have good videos uh, you want us to play and stuff like that, clips or, or articles, of course. Uh, we welcome that as well so we can cover that. Okay. So with that in mind, uh, let's let's get into the Ohio thing here a little bit. Because it's because because it's related, right? In the sense that we just heard that toxicity, uh, you know, toxic chemicals being dumped on people is a, is a white supremacy problem, right? Oh, is that the link there, like Philip? The great link. Okay, I'll check that out in a little bit. Thank you. Uh, okay. Anyway, so so before we get into the detail of what actually happened, Pete Buttplug or Booty Jig. Uh, showed up here. He was at a uh, some kind of event, National Association of Counties Conferences. He's the uh, transportation secretary to uh, Joseph uh, Biden here. And he, while he didn't mention the Ohio train derailment, because, of course, I believe the majority of people impacted by this, that, that they're talking about 30 million people living in, in the Ohio River Basin, about 10% of the U.S., I believe I could run that, but I believe that is a majority white people. So, so what happens now to that narrative, right? But anyway, so he didn't even mention that. What he did mention, though, is what a problem it is with too many white people in construction. Listen, to work with your contractors, uh, to work with your community colleges on building a workforce that reflects the community. We have heard way too many stories from generations past of infrastructure where you got a neighborhood, often a neighborhood of color, that finally sees the project come to them, but everyone in the hard hats on that project looking like, uh, uh, you know, doing, doing the good paying jobs, don't look like they came from anywhere near the neighborhood. Right. You can build community wealth that will help close wealth gaps in this country if we can tear down those barriers. But that happens at the delivery level. Uh, that's right. So again, the enemy, the white people are doing too many of the jobs, right? But it's funny because when we do have white people represented, when we were demographically uh, dominant in many areas, and of course in some areas we still are, but but I'm saying th- then that was that was wrong. The very crime was the majority of white people just being and existing and having jobs, right? And so we had to bring in diversity. When, when do you ever see this going in the opposite direction? Oh, we have an area being too brown, too black, too Asian, too Jewish, too whatever. We need to bring in the white people to combat. You never hear that, right? You never hear that. This door just swings one way. Because the end, you know, the end goal here is full replacement and, and uh, disenfranch- uh, disenfranchisement of white people, right? All right. So let me show you, <clears throat> speaking to this here a little bit. Um, the, before we do the Ohio thing, there was another, the, these things, as I said before, happen in threes, right? You had the weird uh, objects are being shot down. First it was balloons, then they had like a, a UFO thing tied into this. And I think it's probably super fake and gay. All of this, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying they're not shooting down or anything, but you could see this narrative being spun and, and using this in some kind of way, right? Fox News covered it. A, a UFO was spotted over Canada. 
<laughs> it's this crazy uh, frenzy all of a sudden. Fighter jets fail to locate new airborne object. Detect over Montana after military military shoots down airspace uh, shut down. Sorry, airspace over radar anomaly. Hours after U.S. F-22s shoot down small cylindrical object over Canada. I was like, we don't know what it is. We don't know what kind of engine it is, right? So you get UFO vibes, but then you had like, oh, it's the, it's the, uh, uh, it's the Chinese, the Chai Coms are, are trying to spy on us and stuff. And of course they are. I'm not saying that, right? But like, clearly, <laughs> it's not the the biggest. It's an issue, but it's not the biggest issue, right? Can you can you now, now can you do Israel? Can you do APAC? Can you do that now? But anyway, I I, I um. I digress. Alaska, that was another one, right? It's just all of a sudden, boom, boom, boom. And it was the same thing with these toxic fires and trail uh, train derailments and trucks that fell over and tipping out their toxic chemicals that caught on fire. Shelter in place has been issued due to hazardous toxic chemicals leaking in Tucson, Arizona. Current authorities have issued a hazmat alert and a shelter in place warning that is in effect after all individuals within a mile radius in Tucson, Arizona, uh, after a truck carrying hazardous materials overturns on the uh, the I-10 highway in Arizona. That looks uh, that looks very healthy, folks. That's like a healthy fire right there. Is it a road fire? No. Oh my god. Oh yeah, it's a semi. Put on your hazmat suit right now, buddy. Fuck, dude. We need to drive around with one, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh at this, but it's just like, why do these things happen? Like it, it, it just feels like such a such a gay op. You know what I mean? So here's some of the the footage here. Let's check out this. Here's uh, so apparently this train was on fire, and I I don't I did not read yet the details of how it uh, why it was on fire. What was the reason for that? Uh, but of course, you had mismanagement and complete uh, idiocy all the way along the line. And instead of actually dealing with this problem, they, as some of the headlines read basically decided to nuke this small town in Ohio, we're in Ohio now, instead of dealing with this in the right and proper way. So here's what it looked like. Let's see, is there audio on this? I don't think there is. Uh, here's what it looked like when that train finally derailed and everything just started catching fire. Jeez. So we had toxic clouds being formed as a consequence of this. Here's another one. Man, that looks... That looks bad. What drone shot here? I forget what the third location was, right? So we had Arizona, 
We had Ohio, and then there's a, I believe, third location. And it reminds me a lot of the, uh, a lot of the uh, attacks on the food systems. Thank you for that link, by the way, Black Phillip. I just saw that. Appreciate it. I'll check that out later. I recognize the, the thumbnail. I'll, I'll definitely take a look at that later. All right. Anyway, you get the idea. So, yeah, massive, massive fires here, right? And, of course, it was like kind of what looked like, uh, you know, mushroom clouds uh, in the wake of this, too. Let's show the uh, screenshot here, right? Cloud last week. Alex Bobbin captured this photo via drone in his neighborhood yesterday of East. That I would read it Palestine, but uh, Palestine, I think that I heard them say East Palestine. Uh, I'm not sure why they can't say Palestine, but whatever. Um, here is a Zoomer talking about this issue. I see so many people talking about the train derailment at East Palestine, Ohio. And all I'm going to ask is... She's she's going through an experience where she's realizing everything... You, you're, you're being lied to about everything, and it's all fake and gay. Dad, if you do this, you get your facts right. I literally grew up right down the road from East Palestine. Um, my old childhood best friend lives in the fucking town. Um, my current best friend literally lives right next to the town. It is so much worse than what the media is telling any of us. I'm getting reports from people that are down there right now that they're literally seeing schools of fish floating down streams, rivers, fucking dead. I got a video from my friend, okay, and she's like walking, dude, it's all fucking dead. All fucking dead. And on the top of the water is a really pretty chemical rainbow sheen. The chemicals are in the fucking water and they're lying to the rest of the country saying they're not. The water's been contaminated. The soil's been contaminated. The fucking air is contaminated. You literally are about to see some of the worst fucking health side effects coming out of people in that town. It's not even funny. And y'all want to know something even more fucked up? The restaurant that I work at in a whole different state had to donate food to them because we had people from the churches calling to tell us that Red Cross never fucking came, FEMA never fucking came, the environmental con- con- conservationists still have yet to fucking come, and nobody's fucking helping them. Meaning, all of the fucking firefighters that we're working get no food, have nothing to help them, nothing. Okay, all the people that were displaced have no food water a place to stay none of that shit it is so much worse than what they're telling you and tiktok probably won't and i bet you the majority of people impacted in this town are white even let me post this video but if this video gets posted please save it and repost it everywhere you fucking can because i'm telling y'all they are covering this shit up of course they They are are covering this shit up because they did it with fukushima they've done it with uh i mean i can't i can't recall what, uh, Nine Mile Island? Was it called Five Mile Island? What was it called again? Um, they covered that shit up for a long time. The, 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 the Chernobyl they try to cover. Like, as soon as there's a major... Like, no one wants to take responsibility and everyone runs the opposite way, right? 
That's the norm. Because they don't want to get out how bad it actually was. This was not good. This was the worst fucking thing that's happened probably in the past eight years. But I bet you we really, really, really need those chemicals in there. That entire town is basically unlivable now because of the fucking chemicals. And they're lying telling civilians that it's safe, knowing damn well because I took chemistry and I know chemicals and I have this awesome fucking supercomputer in my hand. And my brain is like, did they just discover like a, a, a strain of like, I don't know, you can make lithium ion batteries of or something in the... Uh, <laughs> under this town or something we will see what happens but there could be a there could be a an additional uh you know revelation here essentially of, of what, what will you look at that what a coincidence it just happens to be that this rare thing that we can't find anywhere else is uh, right under this t- how convenient that they all have well if they haven't evacuated that they've died the side effects from breathing in those chemicals their cover is shut up they're covering shit up. They're covering shit up. But it's not surprising. Anyway. Yeah, anyway, the blue-haired shit lib is uh, finding out the hard way. Yes, these are the same people that uh, lie to you about everything. <laughs> right? Uh, here's another one here. Darlington, Pennsylvania. Uh, about 15 miles miles east of this. Someone said it's five miles east. These aren't... These aren't... These aren't storm clouds. This is the... F- Fucking shit that they burn off. The fucking shit they burn off in East Palestine. This is not fucking storm clouds. Look at it. This is over Darlington. That will rain right down, huh? This is their fucking success. That ain't no fucking storm cloud. That's the fucking shit from East Palestine. They're fucking controlled burn. But it's right. Ra- it's racism, right? It's it's only white people's fault. They're the ones dumping chemicals on brown people. Am I right? All right. Anyway, we have a couple more here. It's a, it's a sad state of things, I'll tell you. Um, don't tell me it's safe. Residents of East Palestine, Palestine express fears about returning after it's revealed there were more toxic chemicals on derailed Ohio train than originally reported and thousands of livestock left dead. About 50 cars, including 10 carrying hazardous materials, derailed in a fiery crash in East Palestine on February 3rd. Officials conducted a controlled explosion of the highly flammable toxic chemicals. Yeah, it's a very controlled. Residents now worry about the health effects of these chemicals. Of course they do, right? Check out some of these images here. Whew. Holy shit. Death possible, injury possible. And this is always a bunch of bullshit. Like, that, that zone is like stretching for miles and miles and miles and and yes it depends a little bit you know some of the 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 chemicals here vinyl chloride linked to liver damage phosgene cause breathing difficulties 
ethylene glycol monobutyl ethyl linked to kidney damage to ethyl hexyl acrylate can cause dizziness and nausea isobutylene linked to headaches headaches fatigue and can cause coma in high doses uh there you go let's see what else they had here uh ohio residents uncertain of return home after train crash evacuation sent over the alerts over the phone look at these uh, indigenous people here affected uh, these 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 non-white people here affected by this chemical uh, dump uh, that happened on this uh, town here uh, we also heard over the news and once you know we, we tried to stay around as long as we could but then the law came around and was, and was enforcing it they chased us out and uh, we stayed at a hotel last night and uh, I'll be staying. We'll be staying with family members for the rest of it. But otherwise, that's about that's about how it went. We didn't even learn about the evacuation until my mother called us um, to let us know that they were evacuating. Not our American Indian here. We um, evacuated pretty quickly. She does have high cheekbones. Though. We didn't know what was going on to a hotel in West Virginia. Yes, West Virginia. Yesterday, I had to go home to pick up prescriptions. Um, the creek by my house had a very, very strong chemical smell to it. Um, I went in my house, it was worse. I gathered clothes up and left. Um, when I left, the clothes stunk so bad, even the ones that were in my dryer, that I had to wash them at the hotel. My laptop for work stunk like chemicals. Um, there's definitely something going on with the water, and I don't even know that I want to go back when they lift the evacuation. Yep, you shouldn't. Get As of, of right now, they are they're taking it like I said day by day. They're really not like giving a end time to anything. They're going to be here at least the rest of the week to you know reimburse, help financially, you know get everybody situated to where we need to be. So they're really just waiting for answers themselves before you know when this whole thing will be over. And they said, like, <clears throat> do uh, take uh, a health checkup now so you know if something happens. You know, when, when, you, when you're when you lying on your deathbed later, <clears throat> you're like, oh, you can claim financial. But you, just the same thing is, what was that uh, union carbide, right, India? Like, the, you know, all these things. They don't give a shit about any of this. <clears throat> they're going to try to drag their feet. They're going to try to cover this up as long as they can. They usually do. Is there something else deeper to that? Maybe. Who knows? Well, that, that re remains to be seen, right? Uh, we got. We looked at some of that footage. They're doing their hazmat triage shit here. Here's another uh, scene here. Probably no audio, but we can check this out a little bit. Uh, now we have another clip here. I'm going to play in a second too. Uh, some people said uh, this scenario had been explored in a movie uh, recently called White Noise about an airborne toxic event uh, that is happening in Ohio, coincidentally, uh, due to a train derailment. The movie was being pushed hard by Netflix right before there was literally an airborne toxic event in Ohio due to a train derailment. Now, I don't even want to get into the how how that works or why potentially they do that kind of shit. Uh, but uh, the human subconscious is a very powerful thing. Uh, and I suspect that some people at least have learned to toy and uh, play with it. Anyway, here's the uh, supposed predictive programming here. Something that could actually kill 
Let's watch a sitcom or something. No! They're calling it the airborne toxic event. We won't come this way. Will we have to leave our home? Of course not. How do you know? I just know. Okay, what if it's dangerous? Have a situation. All right, that's the uh, trailer right there for you. <clears throat> Interesting. Now they were testing the water as well. A uh, number of uh, workers from different, uh, you know, different uh, institutions, I guess. Uh, CTEM in Ohio. They were taking samples near the Ohio River. Uh, near East Palestine after toxic uh, the toxic explosion following the train derailment. Here's some footage of that. They said that the Ohio River is one of the nations, the U.S., has great natural resources. Over 30 million people, or about 10% of the U.S. population, live in the Ohio River Basin, as I said before. With numerous public drinking water intakes and industries, the river provides drinking water to uh, five five million people or so. Oof, yeah, some people went out and chat the well of water, right? A number of issues. I just um, it sucks, but I I just I just get out. <laughs> to be honest, uh, if if I was impacted by this, and that's that's harder said than done in some cases. But hey, look, either the either these things are are you know does just happen or it's intentional or it's uh, negligence you know maybe the person on the tr- the covid train he he, he had uh, the the so I said the covid tra- <laughs> the train had the covid shot that's all I was going to say I blew it uh the train uh, conductor had the covid shot and he's experiencing uh, heart issues and he he just uh, he wasn't f- focused i mean anything could happen right one thing leads to another and consequences and unintended consequences blah 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 uh, who, who knows? Or it's just an accident. We'll, we'll see what happens, right? What the outcome is as we learn more about this. Uh, but yeah, absolutely devastating. And I've, I've said this before too. Um, I think I, in England, they wanted to like, it looked like they intentionally were like destroying the waterways for a while and stuff like that. And, and parts of him is like, you know, they might like claim that they worship the earth or whatever, some of these people or the globalists or whatever. But it's a weird, like, synthetic form. It's like trans. They they love their transhumanism and stuff. And sometimes it it almost feels like that they will they will destroy the natural environment to get people to like go in their goddamn pods underground or whatever. Uh, you know what I mean? But anyway, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, okay, read that one. Married Ohio couple and their toddler daughter suffers respiratory infections after toxic train derails and explodes as local women's chickens all die suddenly here we go we died another died suddenly thing just floated here i don't mean to make light of this here here's the was that the woman in the clip no let's listen let's check this one on here chris and jamie wallace and their three no, another woman she looks kind of like her actually old daughter uh, and they join us now uh, the whole family together now thank you so much uh, for being with us jamie let me start with you because i i know you guys got sick the first thing i, I want to just make sure i mean how, how are you guys doing tonight uh, we're doing fine. Uh, we were actually just diagnosed with upper respiratory infections, um, which ironically, I know a couple people now that have been given that same diagnosis. Uh, just a little suspicious as to the timing of it. 
um, you know, with the chemicals in the air. Yeah, your little girl is so cute. She looks uh, she looks like she's feeling pretty good. So that that's good to see. Um, Chris, tell me how soon after the uh, the chemicals were released did did um, did you guys start to feel sick? It was about one thirty that night when we finally got out of there, and then finally when the adrenaline settled down, and we were headed to the hotel to stay with her brother and his foster children for the night that we started realizing that our, our breathing was just labored. It just talking was a, was a, was harder for us. Did it feel different? I mean, than than just a typical upper respiratory infection. Did you know that something was, was different about this? I knew something was different when we left town and there was that chemical smell in your nose. Um, as if you were in the bathroom cleaning with bleach and you walk out and you still smell that bleach in your nose. Ugh. Um, that was, I'm, I apologize. No, it's that fine. That was the way that um, that you felt. You know, you smelled that. And even going back today, um, when we had to get our air inspected, you can just feel that the air is a little bit heavier and the creeks still have a very strong smell near them. So you guys are now staying in a hotel, from what I understand. I believe in, in West Virginia. You had to leave that area um, after getting sick. You mentioned going back today to have the air inspected. How did that go? Um, our air inspection came back good, but I actually asked for the railroad to come down and look at my house. Um, the issue is they are testing for the air, but they're not testing the soil or the water. Um, our front door is about five to seven steps to Sulphur Run, Run Creek. It has embankments on both sides of it, so, you know, when, when the water swells, when it rains, all that water is going to rise halfway up that hillside and those chemicals are going to go into the soil. Um, they are cleaning the creek about 50 feet up from my house, but yet you can still see um, what looks like puddles of vegetable oil on top of the water floating. And when it hits a rock in the creek, it splits and goes around the rock. It's like a, this is like a, what was it called again? Uh, event, not, not event horizon. What was it called again? The, uh, uh, the explosion horizons, deep water horizon, right? Wasn't that one of the, the, the tiles? And again, all that negligence, right? They, they, they put pushed more, 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 you know, kind of thing is almost like they wanted to happen. So you, you got like a similar event to that happening inland now in the Ohio river basin. Perfect. Um, yeah. you know, we had the railroad actually sent the, senior toxologist out today um, to our house in particular. And he said that they were, um, you know, the water was safe. And I said, well, we haven't even seen the results of the water test yet. Um, he said they were coming. When I asked about soil, he said the soil had not been tested yet. I was thinking about this today, though, because they continue to say that the air and the water is safe. But if you just go back through our history, no. there have been so many no. other situations where don't trust anything they say. General rule of thumb: things are safe. You won't get hurt being skeptical. and all the first responders, uh, stuff like that. Uh, I mean, Chris, do you trust the government right now? Absolutely not. I mean, it just seems like everybody let us down. The only people that has had our back and our support. I mean, honestly, the Holiday Inn that we're staying in old. <laughs> Holiday Inn, they got your back. <laughs> fucking Holiday Inn got your area. back. Obviously, our firefighters did everything they can, but nobody else is speaking out. Nobody's nope. saying what's wrong. No, nope. Buttigieg can't happen. even address it. Again, because it's a bunch of w w poor white people, for the most part, right?
Yeah, Bill Hoover says, we pay so much taxes supposedly to prevent and help situations like this, but when this happens, there are no resources to help these people. Of course they're not, right? And, you, and, and you'll see probably like some, oh, ha-ha, this is what happening during Katrina, you know, Hurricane Katrina in New Orleans, and ha-ha, you know, there's going to be like this racial vengeance, uh, you know, kind of things, you know, weaved into this essentially. But yeah, it's it's absolutely sickening what's happening. Uh, the negligence, the mismanagement, and part of me can't help to feel sometimes that this is this is intentional. But uh, yeah, we, we don't know. We, we'll keep monitoring this and uh, see what the outcome is. But yeah, if you're anywhere near this, uh, just uh, just get out. There's it's just not worth it. Uh, just not worth it. All right, uh, guys, we're going to begin wrapping up right there. I appreciate uh, you guys' time today. Hope you enjoyed the show. Let me end with this fairly prescient clip from actually Elon Musk, who, no, no savior, no hero, uh, but remarkable. Uh, th- you hear coherent thoughts so few times from people in leadership positions, politicians and things like this, that when you get a little glimmer of it, you're almost like, oh, wow, yeah, he's, he's totally right. Um, he's speaking at the World Government Summit, warning about world government. And of course, what he's alluding to here is basically like, think of the uh, Bronze Age collapse, for example, that the more interconnected and dependent we are on each other in systems that are now global, back then they were regional, but it was a kind of a form of early globalization. If one of them falls, all of it seems to fall. So essentially, decentralization is the key to our continued survival. And he actually points this out. Listen. One thing I should say, and I know this is called the World Government Summit, um, but uh, I think we should be maybe a little bit concerned about uh, actually becoming too much of a single world government. Um, If if I may say that we want to avoid creating a civilizational risk by having, um, frankly, this may sound a little odd, too much cooperation between governments. you know, if you know, if you look at say the, at history and the rise and fall of civilizations, um, that really all throughout history, civilizations have risen and fallen. But it hasn't meant the doom of humanity as a whole because there've been there've been all these separate civilizations that were separated by great distances. And so, um, you know, say like while Rome was falling, it, uh, it you know, uh, Islam was rising, and uh, so you had like a uh, you know the the sort of caliphate do, doing incredibly well while Rome was doing terribly, um, and that actually well correction they inherited uh, knowledge yes that they got because they conquered those parts of the ancient world that had that but yes point taken he's 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 technically correct <laughs> but but they weren't the inventors of of such uh, magnificent uh, knowledge from the ancient world. Uh, They became the default uh, and actually poorly executed inheritors uh, of that knowledge. Being a source of preservation of knowledge uh, and uh, and many uh, scientific advancements. And so so I think we want to be a little bit cautious about uh, being too much of a a single uh, civilization because if we are too much of a single civilization, then if, if, we, if the whole the whole thing may collapse, um, I don't know, what I'm not suggesting war or anything like that. But I think we want to be a little bit wary of actually cooperating too much. It sounds a little odd, but um, no, not at all. We, we just we, we want to have some amount of civilizational diversity such that if 
uh, if something does go wrong with some part of civilization, that the whole thing doesn't uh, collapse. Bingo. Uh, and, there and, you go. And, you know, humanity keeps moving forward. Yeah, no, of course. I mean, it's like, it's one of those, duh, you know, kind of points. But again, you hear it so rarely. And nope, just more globalization. That's the matter. <laughs> so he's absolutely right. Yes, you need to be decentralized. That's how you ensure the more dependent we come, become, the worse it's going to get. But of course, you know, you guys know, we know much of this is by design. Order out of chaos. They want to collapse. They want a great reset in order to bring things back. Here is a super chat from... Um, who sent it? Uh, Dumont, I think it was. Um, see, this is interesting. I have two different... I'm not sure why that happens. If I look at a different computer, you have a different username. You have Leroy Dumont on that one. On my other one, you have uh, Man Among the Ruins. But whatever. Thank you. Appreciate you. Uh, whatever name you're actually going by now. <laughs> the EPA cover-up and chemical toxicity. As a good little reminder, yeah, check this out at The Intercept. Search for whistleblowers expose corruption in EPA chemical safety office. I don't have time to go through it now. i got to wrap up here. Uh, okay, we got something out after this. Uh, but yes, this is how it is. This is the nature of it. The very people that are meant to, de you know, designed to protect you from these things and help you out. And as, as Bill Hoover said, uh, when the time comes, uh, no, definitely not. Then, uh, then they fail. And in some cases, that is by design, right? Black Phillips says... Uh, there has been no finger pointing as to why the chemicals were lit on fire on the first place instead of being cleaned up by the EPA or the or FEMA. Also, the U.S. Secretary of Labor resigned last week who came out against the rail strike. Very suspect. Yeah, there, it feels like there's something else going on um, behind this. I, I just can't help to shake that feeling for some reason. I think th those are well-founded, and I hope we get clarity in that kind of instinctual uh, you know, kind of response to this. Thank you, uh, Black Phillip, for those details. Uh, Wasp TV says uh, Mehmed to Mehmed too stole it from Constantinople. That's right. Uh, make Istanbul Constantinople again, ladies and gentlemen. All right, that's it for us today. Thank you so much for uh, joining us, everybody. Uh, if you want to uh, support our work, RedEyesMembers.com. You can get a membership over there. You can also sign up at odyssey.com slash at TV or subscribeshow.com slash redice. Check out the latest Western Warrior show. Went up here yesterday. Very good stuff. Our most well-produced and uh, concise shows that we do. So definitely check those out. Also, thank you to our executive producers, T. Lothrop Stoddard, V. Miller, Resin Revolt, Good Luck Lap, Jake, Red Pilled Rundown, Chalky Milk. Thank you, man. See you in the chat. French 47, Mark Smith. No One Jeebs, President Obunga, fetch me if you can. Mongoose, William Fox, Angry White Soccer Mom, The Second Wanderer, Operation Werewolf, The Ride Never Ends, Francis Parker Yaki, Dillbob, Level 104 Light, Last Place Simp, and Joseph Hart. Thank you, guys. Who else was in chat today? I saw someone. Was it fetch me if you can? Anyway, also thank you to our producers, Mr. Walker696, Johansson, Leroy Dumond, Snark Pop, Ice Open, Mr. Lemry. Oh, it's Mr. Lemry. That's right. And Yuri New. Thank you, guys. We appreciate all of you. Uh, if you want to uh, check that out, if you want to uh, help us grow further, please consider getting a producer or executive producer tier. It helps us tremendously. In fact, you guys who are that currently, uh, you are right now helping us to get a board a, uh, editor. So we're going to be able to pull in more clips and these kinds of things, help us do things on the side. Uh, but yes, much you know more shorter videos, uh, produce things a little bit better. So thank you to everybody. Uh, but of course, we're not happy there. We want to employ 
well, as many people as we possibly can. We want, uh, well, actual you know, producers that help us with the production uh, of the show. Uh, we would love to have people who can help us book and these kinds of things. We'd love to have people help us uh, in studio, produce the show and stuff like that. Uh, so if, if you want to put some resources our way, odyssey.com slash at red ice tv get a producer or executive producer tier uh, or you can do the same at subscribe star so thank you ladies and gentlemen we appreciate all of you no matter how you uh support us we appreciate you whether you have a membership or if you just uh support us by sharing the links uh throwing around the clips and so forth to the show we appreciate uh, you guys doing that as well but uh, yes we'll be back with more here soon we have i think we're having I got to confirm that. I think we have a guest host here for the Flashback Friday show coming up next. Uh, but uh, ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate all of you. Have a great rest of your day or evening or morning, depending on where you are. And we'll see you later. Keep fighting and we'll be back with more soon. Thank you for watching. Go to RedIceMembers.com and sign up for our exclusive members content. Don't miss our latest shows, interviews and other videos only for subscribers. You can also become a member by signing up at subscribestar.com forward slash red ice. Get full access and help support our work. See you on the other side.